Pastor Xavier Reese faces up to the sinful nature of man. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 37 through 38, listen carefully. But as the days of before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. Is that your plan? Then you better be walking with God. It's a choice. God gave them up to a debased and reprobate mind. And if you don't know him, you will face him. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. The simple truth of Proverbs 14:12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And so when the pursuits of pleasure become job one, in God's economy, the price of the unintended consequences could very well cost you your life. Pastor Xavier continues our study series in the Book of Romans with a critical look into the dangerous repercussions of the sinful nature of man. Let's listen. Romans chapter 1, we're going to be looking at verses 22 to 32 this time. The message and title, Man Reads to His Dark Sin Nature. We're sinners by nature. God giving up man due to the fact of his refusal to believe in what can be known of God is through the three statements. Here it is. First, Verse 22 through 25, God gave man up to uncleanness. This is creature exaltation. Look at 22. The first reason given is that man professed himself to be wise. This is the result of suppressing the truth of God and unrighteousness in verse 18. They twisted, they corrupted. Due to becoming futile in their thoughts, as verse 21 says, vain. Due to their foolish hearts being darkened through the ongoing denial about God. The more you reject God, the darker you get. This results in becoming what? He says fools. Professing wise became fools. And by denying the eternal power of God and as Godhead through the evidence of creation being without excuse, verse 20 says. From the sun, the moon, the planets, the stars, your body, you are without excuse. By not glorifying God as God according to the knowledge they possess, verse 21 says. By not being thankful, verse 21 says also. Here's the second reason now. Look at 23. The second reason given is that man changed the glory of God into images. The word change means to cause one thing to cease and another one to take place, like we said. Exchanging the glory, docks, the splendor, the brightness, the majesty of God, and rather choosing the marred creation. Man exalted the creatures created by God above God. Idol worship. Man exalted, man created in God's image above God and worship each other rather than God. You worship people. They degenerated the nature of God and man. They degenerated their view of God and man. And they degenerated in their knowledge of God and man. And they degenerated in their descending order from God to creeping things. What an insult. Look at the third reason, verse 25. The third reason is that man exchanged the truth of God. They exchanged or substituted the truth of God and about God for the lie, as much as Eve did in the garden when Satan spoke to her, we said in Genesis 3. The article there, the truth, is God's revelation. The lie is the lie of Satan and man to corrupt, destroy, and deny the word of God. Four times it's mentioned. 
that they change God's intent and design. Verse 23, 25, 26, 27. How many times does God have to say, these are charges against man? Now notice they worship and they serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forevermore. Don't miss that. Man reversed the order of God here. Man reversed the worship of God. Man, instead of speaking well about God, speaks evil about God. Blasphemy. Now notice 24. Verse 24, the result and outcome of these three reasons was that God gave them up to uncleanness. The phrase gave them up means to give into the hand of another or the power of another, be it someone else or your own devices for destruction. Three times God says he gave them up, 24, 26, 28, each progressing to a more degrading lifestyle, by the way. The power of uncleanness, as we stated last time, means perversion. Impurities of lust in general, usually sexual in nature, often linked with fornication, pornea. That means any form of sexual conduct. The uncleanness is described by only one thing. Look at To dishonor their own bodies among themselves. Rather than the body of man being presented as the temple of God, to worship God is presented as the instrument of excitement for sexual pleasure and self-gratification. That's the bottom line. Amazing. God gave man up to uncleanness. This is creature exaltation. Second point, verse 26 and 27. God gave them up to vile passions. In verse 26, the phrase vile passions means and describes more than mere evil lust, but a deceased condition that is ungoverned and out of control, we stated last time. Man has fallen and unable not to sin. All we can do is sin. Man in his fallen state has very strong drives, which once aroused, you can't control. Man becomes a slave through uncleanness of the sexual nature on an ongoing basis, turning to perversion from the God-ordained gift of sex. Verse 26, the second part. The woman, literally female, exchanged the natural use sexually for other women, which is contrary to nature, a perversion of God's created design, lesbianism. Now, the Old Testament declares homosexuality as an abomination which was punishable by death back then. It is a rejecting of God's design. Look at 27. The men did likewise exchanging the natural sexual use of the woman for other males. They burn in their lust for one another, sexual perversion. The word burning again means burning out to rage. They are committing what is shameful. They are receiving to themselves the penalty of, underline that, air, their air, which was due. The reason is marked by the word air, meaning roving, wandering, diverting from God's design and purpose. And the word receiving and due imply their compensation and reward, the law of reaping and sowing. God is not punishing you if you live this lifestyle. You've brought it upon yourself. God warns and prohibits various sexual sins that will destroy the cohesiveness of the home and society. Leviticus 18, 1 through 23, let me summarize them for you. Verse 7 through 19, these are the sins that are not to be. Incest, child with parent, sister and brothers, a stepbrother, a stepsister, a stepchildren, and 
uncle, grandchildren, sister-in-laws, etc. Never to be. Adultery, homosexuality. Listen, bestiality. That's already prevalent in our United States. You just don't hear much about it, but it's there. Okay? The Bible says you kill the animal and that person, male or female. The Old Testament. Today, sadomasochism, transsexualism, transvestitism, homosexualism, and all other isms are called alternate normal lifestyle. We're corrupt. We've lost our way. We have lost our mind as a nation. Homosexualism is against nature. The homosexual lifestyle is anything but gay or alternate. Between 1976 and 81, the Center of Disease Control defined AIDS as a disease occurring almost exclusively among homosexuals. During this period, there was only one case that involved one female infected of AIDS, 1981. I remember that. 94% of all cases involved men and were homosexual and bisexual. This resumed in correlation between AIDS and homosexuality that led to the use of the acronym, listen carefully, GRID, Gay-Related Immune Deficiency. That's what it was called at first in 1981. That's the original name for AIDS because it was strictly homosexual. The strong explosion and opposition by both political activists and homosexual community, which is one of the strongest lobbying groups today, if not the strongest, banded the acronym GRIDS to AIDS, Acquired Immune Deficiency. The disease now has crossed an infected heterosexual community because of the growing practice of bisexual. And the myth of safe sex on using condoms is incredible. Since the size of the AIDS virus is half a micron, and the pores on any condom or latex glove which a surgeon uses is 10 times greater. So, where's the protection wearing condoms? As you know, the surgeon puts two sets of gloves. Hopefully the holes line up, but there's no guarantee. He does that to protect you from infecting you, and he does that to protect himself so he doesn't get infected. God gave them up to vile passions. This is sexual perversion. Notice thirdly, verse 28 through 32. God gave them up to debase or reprobate minds. This is social destruction. In 28, the final giving up of the result of, uh, of their not liking to retain God and their knowledge. The word knowledge means full and complete knowledge about the existence of God. It's not that they're ignorant. They refuse to believe and accept it. They refuse to retain, meaning to put to the test for the purpose of approving and putting one's approval. They rejected their approval of God. They refused to approve God as God, so God refused to approve their lifestyle and gave them up to a debased or reprobate mind. Notice the consequences was that God gave them up to these debased mind in 28. The phrase debased, again, the mind incapable of discharging the function pertaining to the things of God. You see, you can have a nice uh, racket paddle or, a, or, or whatever you have, and if you use it for a hammer, you're going to destroy it. 
You've got to use things. If you go buy a saw or something at Home Depot, they're going to guarantee this instrument was used and designed for certain purposes. If you use it the way it was designed, we stand behind it guaranteed. But if you abuse it, we don't stand behind it. God has given you this body, and he guarantees it. If you use it under the manual, he's not responsible if you abuse it. The result is that they end up doing things that are not fitting, which mean appropriate, contrary to God's design and purpose. Now notice 29 through 31, the natural outcome is degeneration and the continuing downward spiral, manifesting a life that is full of unrighteousness. The phrase being filled in 29 there, the perfect participle, past completed action, having present results. This is ongoing. Every generation. But it gets worse. They live this type of lifestyle to the fullest. Now the list from 29b all the way down to 31, we, this is one of many lists in the New Testament describing man's sinful nature, his full potential of depravity. Notice, last of all, verse 32. The guilt of man is not only due to practicing such a lifestyle, but also to those who approve and enjoy it in the life of others, while knowing the righteous judgment of God that they are deserving of death. Whoa, this is God speaking. This is not Xavier speaking. We're going to get to the truth of God and the judgment in chapter 2. Man is responsible to his creator for the amount of light he has received from God through the, his existence of, through creation, conscience in chapter 2. We'll get to it next. And man is accountable to his creator for he, how he lives before God, contrary to the amount of light he has received. I am responsible and accountable to my creator. I will meet him face to face and so will you. Whether you call yourself a Christian and are or you're not, it doesn't matter. You will meet your God face to face and give an account to him for everything you've ever done. Wow. An effects on sexual promiscuity on a nation is as follows. Listen. Promoting sex without marriage not only brings destruction to the person involved but also to society. As the saying goes, history repeats itself. An anthropologist, J.D. Unwin, conducted a study of 88 civilizations that have come and gone in the world history. In every one of these 88 civilizations, the morals and strict sexual conduct started off the same. But then things became lax, giving people more and more freedom to express their sexual desire whenever and however they pleased. That freedom began the destruction of civilization. First came venereal disease. Then breaking up of homes. Children were, were brought up in unstable environments and pattern their behavior after their parents' behavior, making each successive generation more degenerate than the last. Thus, those civilizations eventually were destroyed. A study of 5,000 civilizations revealed that 50 were characterized by sexually free and confusing the sexuals without distinction and boundaries, bringing about the decay and death of all 50 civilizations. Do we think that we're going to be the exception? The evidence of debased and reprobate minds that bring about social destruction is in all our society and nation and the world. There are real and lasting consequences to the philosophy of relativism, situational ethics, humanism, existentialism, the sad conditions of our home through divorce and devastation of children. This is from the National Center for Fathering, June 12, 207. Listen. An estimated 24.7 million children, 
50% live absent from their biological father. There are almost 17 million children, 25% living with their single mothers. 1.25 million, or 32% of all births in 1995, were out of wedlock. Today, nearly 4 out of 10 first marriages end up divorced. 60% of divorced couples have children, and about 1 million children each year experience the divorce of their parents. One out of every six children is a stepchild. 26% of absent fathers live in a different state than their children. About 40% of children who live in fatherless households haven't seen their father in at least a year, while 50% of children who don't live with their father have never stepped foot in their father's home. Children who live absent from their biological father, on average, are more likely to be poor, experience educational, health, emotional, and psychological problems by victims of child abuse engaged in criminal behavior than their peers who live with their married biological mother and father. The increasing prevalence of divorce in working women has turned child care into a major growth industry. Here again, we can see the shift of people's priorities in the 60s and, and, and earlier. The dominant goal in life was for most mothers was to raise healthy, happy, well-adjusted children. Today, the goal for most parents, men and women, is to be personally fulfilled in all their walk of life. Oh, I've got to go to the gym, and I've got to go to Vegas on the weekend, and I've got to just find out, uh, the, the, see if the third babysitter is ready for today. And, and that's why our kids are not like us, but they're like the people who are caring for them. At the same time, children who live with their parents report that they spend less than 30 minutes per week in meaningful conversation with their mothers and less than 15 minutes per week of meaningful conversation with their fathers. Shocking. The physical consequence of sex by rejecting the design and pattern of God, one woman to one man, has overwhelmingly devastated our nation and our world. Besides the three big diseases, gonorrhea, syphilis, and herpes, an entire new army of STDs have invaded our nation. Enter chlamydia. Chlamydia is the fastest growing STD. Gonorrhea struck 2 million Americans last uh, 1990, but chlamydia is estimated to have infected 3 to 4 million. This disease is much more stubborn than gonorrhea and more dif difficult to treat. It causes sterility, tubal pregnancies, and fetal death. Hits 3 to 10 million Americans a year. This was 1987, but it is still true today. Papilloma, another disease, has been strongly linked with cervical cancer, which kills thousands of women in America. The papilloma virus is present in 90% of cervical cancer samples. New evidence suggests that papilloma virus today is the fastest spreading sexual transmission disease with millions of new cases each year. It merely gets worse. 16 other STD exists are spreading across the nation, in particular among our young people. They don't have time for it. AIDS. The entire world, global perspective, these are facts, global. 33.2 million people now live with HIV AIDS. Every day, over 6,800 people become infected with HIV, almost five people per minute. 5,700 people die from AIDS every day. 15 million children around the world have been orphaned by AIDS, losing one or both parents to the disease. Every 15 seconds, another person aged 15 to 24 becomes infected with HIV AIDS. That's global. Now let's go to the U.S. United States, roughly 1 million people living with HIV in the United States. 
Since that, the start of AIDS epidemic, 1.5 million Americans have been infected with HIV and more than 583,298 have died of AIDS since the first case in 1981. At least 40,000 people are infected each year. Listen up, my African-American brothers and sisters. Here we are again. African-Americans account for 48% of new HIV infections. AIDS is the leading cause of death for Afro-American women aged 25 to 34. HIV rates among Hispanic women are increasing. That too. The number of women living with HIV has tripled in the last two decades. At least half of all new infections are among people under age 25. Listen to this one. This will blow your mind. Washington, D.C. has the highest HIV AIDS prevalence rate in the United States. One in 20 people are living with HIV AIDS today. If you're a Christian, look at God's protection over your life through obeying his word. I'm so glad I got saved in 1973. It's always a sad day. I've told you when, when I say, thank God I grew up in the 60s, because the 60s were bad, but these are horrible. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 37 through 38, listen carefully. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as the days of before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. Business as usual. Ah, it's going to be okay. Hey, I got a party tonight. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Hey, everything's going to be fine. Economics, that will all work out. Everything is fine. Jesus said in Luke 17, 28 through 30, Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day the Lot went in, out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the days of the Son of Man is revealed. This is Jesus speaking both times. When he returns at the end of the seven-year tribulation, he's coming for judgment. If you don't know him, you will face him. Jesus said in Luke 21, 36, Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Is that your prayer? Is that your plan? Then you better be walking with God. It's a choice. God gave them up to a debased and reprobate mind. This is social destruction. In 1990, a commission of education, politics, and medical and business leaders met to examine the problems of American children. Listen carefully. This is 1990. They issued a report called Code Blue, which came to the disturbing and unprecedented conclusion, quote, never before has that one generation of American teenagers been less healthy, less cared for, less prepared for life than their parents were at the same age. Now they're running businesses. Now they're the lawyers. Now they're the teachers. Now they're out there. That's why our society is so messed up. This is the threefold statement of God giving man up to his sin due to the refusal to believe what can be known about God. God gave them up to uncleanness this is the creature exaltation. God gave them up to vile passions. This is the sexual perversion. And God gave them up to debase or reprobate minds. This is the social destruction. Man, I told you, Romans is going to just knock us out. This is reality, ladies and gentlemen. You can either believe the record of God 
Or you can reject it and go on your merry way very comfortably to hell. Or you can turn from hell and turn to God through Jesus Christ. He can forgive you and make a brand new creature of you if you trust Him for your salvation. Pastor Xavier Reese, demonstrating with Romans chapter 1 that there is one and only one solution to the social ills of man, the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you'd like a copy of today's study to dig deeper or perhaps pass on to a friend, it's titled, Man Reaps to His Dark Sinful Nature. You can request a CD for just $4, which will include everything we heard the last time we were together as well. Once again, the title to ask for is, Man Reaps to His Dark Sinful Nature, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing, Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 